Hi, everyone, and welcome back to season two of Engaging Gray podcast, where we explore what it means to live engaged in the complex, ambiguous, and messy reality that is life. I'm Mary DeYoung, founder of Gray Space Collaborative, an intentional collector of diverse experiences, and your host on this podcast. I'm excited for this season. In this season, we're exploring ideas around cultivating a pace of perseverance. We talk about what this idea even means, how we do it, the barriers that stand in our way, and why it's important if we're going to live a life that is fully engaged. So pull up a chair and let's dive in. In this week's episode of Engaging Gray Podcast, I have the absolute privilege of interviewing Tova Jones. Tova Jones is a wife, mother, and serial entrepreneur. Her passion is merging community, social media, and entrepreneurship. She's a social media strategist, speaker, and a certified Symbis coach with her husband, Samuel Jones, who was on our podcast last season. Tova Jones also happens to be a longtime friend of mine, and I could not be more excited to have her on our podcast today to talk about cultivating a pace of perseverance. Welcome, Tova. Thank you for joining me today on Engaging Gray Podcast. I couldn't be more excited to have you on with us today. Thank you, Mary, for having me. I'm, I'm super excited. <laughs> you know, one of the, the things that I wanted to start the season with is, is an introduction to people who I admire and who have really, in my opinion, kind of figured out or at least are ahead of me on this whole cultivating a pace of perseverance and intentionality in their lives. And you're definitely one of those people. And I just wonder if you could take a few minutes to introduce yourself to our listeners and, and how you define a pace of perseverance. Yeah. Um, so I'm Tova, Tova Jones. Um, I am a wife. Uh, I've been married for six years. Um, I'm a new mom. I have a, a one-year-old daughter. Um, I am an entrepreneur, I'm a social media strategist, and I am just an all-around fun person, um, I think. I think I'm pretty fun. I would agree uh, with that. I would agree. <laughs> um, and, you know, how I would think or define, like, a pace of perseverance really is um, getting in tune with yourself and kind of um, identifying your priorities, I think. I think a lot of times we become so busy because we don't prioritize what's important for this specific season. Um, and sometimes we carry over things that we probably should let go of because it no longer fits us or benefits us. And by not letting go of that, it kind of makes us kind of run around and be busy on things that's not even bringing us success or bringing us joy or even important mm. to our everyday life. So I think that's what um, helps me define the pace of perseverance is really um, identifying my priorities. Mm. That's really good. I think that, um, and what I appreciate how, how you also define it is getting in tune with yourself and your own priorities, mm -hmm. right? Because there's mm -hmm. so many voices about yeah. like, this is what you should prioritize or this is what you should emphasize. And mm -hmm. um how, but really like defining that pace is about being in tune with yourself and your priorities. Exactly. What does it look like for you uh, in f kind of finding that pace for yourself and also like as 
in all of the roles that you you have as you define in your introduction you're a mom you're a wife you're social media strategist an entrepreneur mm -hmm. you know you have so many different hats how do you balance the priorities in all of those different spaces honestly mary it actually takes um having some quiet time when I can find it <laughs> myself and in prayer. Uh, I'm a journaler. Um, and at the beginning of each year, uh, my husband and I kind of sit down and we collectively talk about the priorities that we want um, for our family and our home. But before that, I sit down in a quiet space in a quiet time. Mostly it's really late at night or really like early in the morning. I'm talking about like midnight, one, two, five, <laughs> And I journal and I think about the things that I want to accomplish, the things that I would like to do or things that bring myself joy. And I prioritize those things. I, I, I pick like the top three because, you know, a lot of times we have a lot of things that we want to do or think that we should accomplish, but it can become overwhelming. So mm. I pick my top three and those top three things I focus for the year. So if it's getting healthy, if it's making sure sure that I have um, some time for self-care, if it's making sure that, you know, I work on my business or I make, you know, I try to find more clients, I just sit down and I prioritize those things. And I, you know, I say, this is what I want to do this year. And for the whole year, I focus on those three things. So if it's not within that realm, I say no to it. I don't make extra time for it. Um, I say, you know, to some people, as of right now, I can't fit this in my schedule, you know, maybe mm -hmm. let's circle back in the six or eight months or whatever, but I have to learn to what I want to do at the beginning of the year, those priorities kind of feed the rest of my year and the activities that I do and the things that I say yes to, because we can wear ourselves thin saying yes to the things that aren't priorities. And then those mm -hmm. things that are priorities um, get left by the wayside. So, oh my goodness, Toby, you just said so many things in that, <laughs> that just like spoke to my soul. For one thing, I tried this like bullet journaling earlier this uh -huh. summer mm -hmm. and it gave space for like, what are the habits that you wanted to have? And I wrote down like, well, I want to do these like eight things every day. And I was never able to do it because it's too many things. Yeah, it's so overwhelming. <laughs> My friend bought me this journal. It's called Top Three Daily Priorities. Um, and it went, and she bought it for me because she knew this is how I kind of live my life. But it's by this um, YouTube blogger called Erin On Demand. And she um, is from Detroit, actually. And this journal basically is kind of like the bullet journal, but it literally has you write down your top three priorities. And then it has like tasks that you can do, but you know that your top three is what you want to accomplish for today. And I think, Mary, that is so simple to do three things, right? Like you can do three instead of 23 or 13, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that's a lot of uh, the reason why people feel so rushed and so tired and so exhausted because we're trying to complete 57,000 things in 24 hours when in reality, we just need to like narrow that down to three or four. And then the next day carry over some things that, you know, we didn't complete. So um, totally, I, I think you kind of narrowing down will help. <laughs> will help the the other thing that the other thing that you said, though, that I think is so important to actually implementing this well 
is, you know, the, the confidence that, in that you've chosen the right things so that you can say no, mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. you know, I think that so often we're like, okay, I'm going to choose these things. And then we question ourselves. So we're like, yeah. well, maybe I can make space for that other thing, or maybe that was the wrong thing. And, um, it would, you know, for, we're in the season of Lent right now, if, um, and I decided I had listed like, again, like three or four things that I wanted to do for Lent. Mm -hmm. And my therapist was like, uh, that sounds like boot camp. (laughs) That's not, I don't know how sustainable that's going to be. And I was so, but that is my mentality, right? I'm kind of one of those people that's like, okay, I'm going to do all of the things Mm -hmm. all at once. And I've had to like, learn this idea that like it doesn't all have to happen at once like choose the thing and have confidence right and like trust that like the rest will unfold and so question yourself like when you've chosen those three priorities do you ever question halfway through the year or into a season and say oof like maybe I need to adjust those priorities how does that work Yep, I do. I sometimes life happens. I mean, it's not sometimes life does happen and you have to be able to adjust. I think that's another thing about planning and prioritizing. It's almost like a budget, like you set the budget, but it's up to you to implement it and the budget can change. I mean, you may have a flat tire, you may have to tap into that emergency fund or you may, so things change. We have to give ourselves grace and knowing that life happens, things change and, you know, we can make things and make changes. And I think sometimes we don't allow ourselves to change when life happens. So a good example for me is about a year and a half ago, two years ago, I was on this great weight loss journey. Mary, you know, I mm-hmm. was doing keto. I had gained, I mean, lost like 50 pounds. I was like so strong with it. And then boom, I got pregnant. And like my plans just kind of went out the window. <laughs> and I, I had to give myself grace on the goals and stuff that I had health-wise because I'm like, uh, life, life has happened. And so, yes, you have your priorities. You have the plan for your year, but things happen and you have to be okay with pivoting, which everyone has said all this year because of COVID, pivot. Mm. But it's true. Sometimes you have to take a turn or do something different because life happens and it's okay Um, Just go back to that quiet place, that drawing board and say, hey, Mm -hmm. six months happened and let's let's evaluate. Let's see, you know, if this is working because it might not be working. The thing that you thought was a priority in January in June may not be. And Mm -hmm. it's okay to um, reevaluate that. Yeah. What I appreciate about the picture that you just painted for us is that so often I think we adjust in haste or Mm -hmm. in urgency And Mm -hmm. what you just kind of said is like, yeah, you can adjust, but go back right to the Mm -hmm. quiet place, go Mm -hmm. back to the space where you're in tune with yourself, Mm -hmm. with your own priorities, Mm -hmm. um, so that you can actually ask yourself those good questions. Right. Because, you know, I, 
we never are our best selves when we make decisions out of panic. Definitely, definitely. You'll, you'll look back and be like, what the heck was I thinking? Like, why did I make this decision? And I think that's where the effort comes in is to not make a decision in haste, mm-hmm. but to be like, mm, let me let me give it some time. I mean, granted, some decisions we do have to make on a cusp. Like, it is life. But for the most part, if you can go back, be sober-minded so that you can be like, okay, let's legit make a plan so that I can execute this properly and not feel overwhelmed because mm-hmm. I think over what being overwhelmed comes because you feel pressure. It's like, I have to complete this. I have to do this. There is no plan. You're trying to make a plan as you go. And I think taking some of that rush work out will allow you to execute better and actually have great goals and great steps to accomplish what you want to do. Yes. Yeah. I think, um, what you're, what you're saying resonates with, uh, one of the folks that you had on your, uh, Instagram live just last week, I believe it was mm-hmm. who talked about like, yeah, we feel this need to like rush into things, yeah. but yeah. when we, when we take a step back, it's not actually out of about fear, but it's about sustainability right? That was so good. That was so good. I was like, mm-hmm. I wrote it down immediately. I have it like right in front of me. Cause mm-hmm. sometimes I think we're like, be bold. We have this like bold yep. culture. That's like, be bold, go big, like, yep. you know, make a splash. And, um, sometimes like splashes don't last, right? Like mm-hmm. what we want is that sustainability. And that's what we're really talking about here on this season of engaging gray. So you talked about like that, what that piece in the beginning of your year, like setting your priorities, what other elements, rituals, routines, or things um, are essential for helping you maintain that pace and those priorities over the year? Yeah, so definitely. So I, like I said, I have my top three uh, daily priority journal that I use. I do that every night. So before I go to bed, I will sit down and I will write my top three priorities for the next day. So I kind of think on that before I go to sleep. When I wake up, I look at it so I know what my day is going to be. Google Calendar is my lifesaver. So my husband and I, uh, we share calendars. And so we can see what we have going on. We literally schedule everything. I'm talking about everything, Mary, from date night to uh, taking our mother-in-law out to dinner. Like we schedule everything. So I can look at his calendar. He can look at my calendar and we can kind of coordinate our lives around that. But the calendar that we have together is based upon the priorities that we came together and said we were going to do for the year. So for example, our priority as a family is our family, our extended family. So making time, making sure we spend time with them, um, our health. So working out, eating right, different things like that. And then our daughter, of course, she's kind of looped in with family. Um, and then our careers. So our jobs, making sure that we're spending adequate time trying to build our businesses. So he's a therapist, me, social media, and my other contractual things I do. So those four umbrellas, if it's not under there, we don't kind of force ourselves to do those things so we don't feel pressured. And we can already say something is planned because it Mm -hmm. is. It's on our calendar. Things are already planned in place. Mm -hmm. Um, So Google Calendar is a must. Um, And my journal. 
Um, my journal helps me kind of uh, work through um, any feelings that I'm having about kind of meeting deadlines and pressures and, you know, if I need to go back and reevaluate, if I'm feeling some kind of way about a priority that I picked, if it's kind of mm, not feeling good, I'm able to journal it, process it through and kind of go back and make changes. So mm. those are the things that I use to, to kind of uh, make sure I stay on track with my pace, you know, of perseverance. Why, you know, you talk a lot about, right, how you've incorporated this, not just like on yourself, right? Like this isn't just your, your thing, but it's your family. Why do you think it's so important for, for families to have this alignment and this intentionality around like the pace that they're keeping? (laughs) Because if your family is not on board, you can X all of this out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like it, it doesn't matter especially if you're married or a parent like if your spouse is not on board with the priorities that you guys have chosen as a family or if you even your personal uh, pace you won't be able to keep it up because honestly it takes both parties all parties to to make it happen and honestly I can't even take all the credit for this pace it actually came from my husband so my husband is very analytical he is very he's great with logistics he loves to see things written out and I'm very spontaneous like I can when I was single Mary I can go off the cusp you hear me I would live (laughs) life like I had no responsibilities I mean I really didn't it was just me and I would just, I would go out of town on a whim. I'll spend money on a whim. Like, I just was very spontaneous. It's just my nature. But when I got married, my husband was like, you need to hone that in. Like, <laughs> you need to bring it on in. And so after about four years of doing this yearly, I will admit the first two years are very hard for me. Um, Cause I'm like, you can't control my pace. Basically you can't control you can't control what I do, what I want to do, where I go. And he basically had to say, Tova, like, we're a unit. We are mm. a family. We are what impacts you impacts me. What impacts me impacts you. And so we can't live two separate lives. Like, that's not going to work. And so the best way that we knew to merge it all together was to sit down and come together with collective priorities as a family. And I could still Mm -hmm. have mine, you know, for, for me personally, but it had to be encompassed as a family. And I would tell him, Hey, this is what I want to do. And he would tell me, this is what he wants to do. And we will kind of plan that around our family priorities as well so Mm. it it was a merging of of personalities and and lifestyles and it it took some time Mm -hmm. um but I think once we kind of got our rhythm and we were vulnerable with each other and we weren't afraid to say hey that's not kind of the way I think it should go you know we talk it through process it and then we come to equal grounds and I think that kind of was the basis of what got our family started doing that was that he was he was like you need to you need to chill out <laughs> like you need you're not single anymore you you're married we we have to operate as a unit and so that's kind of how we we came to it as a family yeah well and it's it sounds like it took uh you know some time what are mm-hmm. you know and I feel like 
a lot of people talk like, oh, that's such a nice idea. Like, of course, like we'll, Mm -hmm. we'll put our goals together, but I actually think it's a really hard thing to do. What do you see as like some of the biggest barriers or why families or couples have that hard time, like practicing or cultivating a a pace that works for both of them? Because it takes time, not only to implement it, but actually to sit down and do it. So Mary, Mm. literally probably like the the second week of January, we go and spend literally six hours doing this. Like it's time consuming and Mm. you can't, and it's like, it happens for us, it happens in like three stages because it's so much. So when we go, we talk about the year before. So we talk about what worked, what didn't work, what we accomplished, what we didn't accomplish. Like it's really like a strategic planning for our family. And, mm-hmm. and it actually takes a lot of time. And so I think families just don't have time to really implement it, but it's not a priority for them just yet. So we mm-hmm. have to make it a priority. Like we're not leaving this room. We go, we go to, um, out. well, we couldn't do it this year because of COVID, well, last year because of COVID, but um, we go to like a office kind of environment. If it be like at our local college, like Green Valley, um, we'll rent out a room and we have this huge whiteboard and we'll just work it through. And so you have to like, be like, we're going to take six hours of our Saturday because it's normally on a Saturday to do this, but it doesn't stop there. So then if we haven't completed it, we'll put on the calendar hey, in two weeks, we'll come back and finish it. Then in six months, we kind of look over it. Like, is it working? Do we need to adjust? Then on our anniversary, we look at it again to kind of talk about as a married couple, you know, where have we come? What do we want to accomplish? So it's like a quarterly type of situation. And so I think families just don't go deep into it like that because it takes a lot of time. But the rewards of it are so great and it helps your family and it creates a pace of knowing this is what we're doing. This is what our family is doing this year and anything outside of that, we're not committing to it because we don't have time for it. So Mm -hmm. I think putting the work in on the front end allows you to create the pace for the rest of the year that you don't feel overwhelmed and rushed. So you just have to be willing to put that kind of big chunk of time in at the beginning um so that you can reap the benefits of it later yes because you know one of the I'm just thinking like oh well if I had to do that like if I had to you know say no to all of these different spaces there like it's not only an adjustment for you and your family but likely for the community around you right Mm -hmm. because they all of a sudden you're saying no to some mm-hmm. things that you're like, that's no, not our priority. And all in some way, they're like, what? Like me, I'm not, I'm not your priority. You know, like, uh, I feel like that, that could go, make people feel a certain kind of way, especially here in our West Michigan context where like, yeah. you know, that, that West Michigan nice, that kind of just like, mm-hmm. well, let's just, mm-hmm. just say yes, just kind of appease. So mm-hmm. have you run into that at all? Or, you know, was it kind of, so early in your relationship that you kind of started implementing this that it, you you didn't have as much of that uh we've run into it a couple of times um kind of like some obligations like with our church and like for years of me doing something and then all of a sudden I'm like oh I really don't have time for that anymore 
and some people were hurt. Some people were like, what? Like, what do you mean? And it's not the person per se. It's more of an activity. So let's just say like back in the day, I was on my church praise team and I decided to go back to school. And so I have been on the praise team for like six years and six, like eight years. And all of a sudden I was just like, y'all, I can't do this anymore. And they were like, what, what do you mean? You've been singing with us since the beginning of the church. And like, I'm like, my priorities have shifted. Like I am in school now and I need to be able to focus on you know, my study so that I can complete. And, you know, if they really love you, if they're really for you, um, they'll understand. It's not like you're saying, I don't want to hang out with you or I don't want to do this because I just don't want to. I just, Mm. you know, I have nothing else to do. And even if you did, like your stuff is a priority. If it's, I, Hey, I need to take this Thursday or Tuesday to, you know, have some self-care time. I, I can't really do this anymore. If they really are for you, if they really are your friends, if they really have your best interest at heart, um, they will understand. I mean, they're going to be a little salty, but they'll, <laughs> they'll understand in the long run because it's, it's, it's making you better. And, and so we had to be okay with those things. And I mean, the more you do it, the more it'll become easy for you. And then the more your friends will be like, you know what, I, I should do something like that too. I, I mm. should, you know, make myself, my family a priority. And anybody that you say, hey, I'm putting my family first or I'm putting, you know, my mm. self-care in a place that I can, you know, sustain myself and what I do, they won't be upset. They'll, they'll mm. probably be more intrigued than than upset actually because mm. a lot of people don't do it a lot of people will just run their self ragged and not be not feel fulfilled in no shape form or fashion and yeah. you know I think after COVID and you know so many deaths and things happening I think people are really taking the time out to say you know what I'm, I need to focus on the things that matter my family you know, my self-care, my well-being, the people that I love, my endeavors, the things that I was created to do need to, you know, kind of be pushed to the forefront. Not saying that you aren't important, but, you know, my purpose, my passions, uh, my family, those things kind of are, are uber important. So Yeah. It's interesting because one of the, the things I was reading about Whole30 and they talk about like, don't tell, they're like, look, don't go to people and say, oh, I can't eat this. And I can't eat this. And I can't eat this. They're like, go to people and say, hey, I'm really excited about like how I'm focusing on my health right now. And I'm really trying to eat foods that are blanket, blank, blank, blank. Mm-hmm. And they're like, that puts people on a much different playing field of engaging with your boundaries. Yeah. And similarly, it sounds like what you're saying, that communication, like how you even talk about what you're doing really matters because if you say like oh I I'm not doing this and it's a very negative right like I'm cutting things out I'm pushing things away that people feel that right Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. if you say no I'm inviting these other things into my life right then people want to be invited in as well yeah yeah but I don't don't think we're always very good at that we're not and (laughs) that's because a lot of times we aren't great at communicating Mm-hmm. We're not great at communicating every not good at saying no. So, so it, it, it just, it, you have to change the way, like you said, that you view it. It's not that I don't want to, or that I'm cutting you out. It's that I'm 
embracing something else or I'm doing something that will, you know, make me better, which in turn will make me a better friend, a better wife, a better daughter, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, taking this designated time will actually help us all because I will be my best self. Mm-hmm. And so I think if we kind of change our perspective from it's a no or I can't to, hey, I get to do this so that I can be better for this relationship, I think then people will take it in a different way. Yeah. Well, and, you know, as I'm listening to you, Tova, I think what's just kind of like coming to me is that learning to practice this type of intentional pace, right? of saying like, I want to be able to do good things for a long time, right? So I would talk about pace of perseverance, that actually it takes perseverance also to even learn Mm -hmm. new habits, right? Mm -hmm. So we, we so often want to jump to the outcomes, right? We want to jump to, you know, like, oh, well, it didn't work this year, right? Like we tried to do the thing Tova said, we tried to do actually Mm -hmm. like Adam and I tried to do, I was like, Adam, the Joneses do this. They, they like set their priorities, like, let's do it. And we tried to like do it. And oh man, it was hard. And we didn't have our framework. And, you know, we we're, we're still figuring out like how it works for us, but Mm -hmm. it does, it takes like, it takes kind of confidence. And that, that's why I just keep going back to your definition of pace of perseverance, which is getting in tune with yourself and your priorities. Mm -hmm. Because I think that if you aren't in tune with yourself, right? Mm -hmm. If you, if we all just tried to practice perseverance the way that Tova Jones practices perseverance, not, we wouldn't necessarily find it. Not all of us are good at journaling or at, you know, like having those skills. That's like, Hey, I do this thing every single day. Mm -hmm. Some of us are, are different and we have to learn how to incorporate this into our life. That's Mm -hmm. a, a big thing that I'm hearing from you. And that has become so true for me is that practicing like an intentional pace and cultivating that perseverance is about how do I incorporate and embed these things, these healthy habits into my life and not add them to my busyness. And and that's the key. And I think um, it it has to start, like you said, with identifying what's important to you. And I'm pretty sure you and Adam on both of your priority lists will be family each other Mm -hmm. and so that's where you will start your planning you will start your year plan for your family with what's important to our family like what do we want to accomplish this year and start from there like your your common uh uh priority i'm sure family is on there and so that's Mm -hmm. where we start and you may not get to plan out three or four priorities just stick with one the one that Mm -hmm. you all have in common that you all sat down and said, for me personally, this is important. And then, oh my goodness, it's important to Mary too. Well, bingo, that's what we would start <laughs> as a family to say, well, how can we spend more time with our family? What do we want our family to look like? What financial goals do we want to set for? Like, and from there, mm. it'll kind of just spill out. And I think um, kind of like you mentioned our live that we did, a big part of that was talking about uh, comparison. And I Mm -hmm. think sometimes we see people with these great ideas, these great uh, strategies and these great strategic planning uh, ideas. And we're like, we're going to do even health goals and all that stuff. And we're like, that's not going to work for me. Like, 
I can't do because people will come to me all the time. Like I want to do keto, and the first question I ask them like, do you like meat? Like do you do you enjoy like meat? And they're like, no. I'm like, well, this probably ain't the best diet for you. <laughs> you can do keto, vegetarian, or vegan. It'll it'll be harder. But the basis of keto is like good fats, and you know you get fats from meat and stuff like that. So I'm like, don't try to do it because I do it. I love meat. I, I I can eat meat in no size, but you have to <laughs> do what works for you. And mm-hmm. not compare yourself to the next person. And it's it's okay to get ideas and like, oh, you know, I, let's try to do it this way, you know. But you should really try to personalize that for you, especially with something as important as like planning or finding your pace of perseverance. Mm-hmm. It has to be the way that you want to you want to do it and how it works for you and your family. Mm. Yes. Tova, does how you're coming out with um, a new podcast, mm-hmm. the business of marriage? Yes. And do you talk about like these types of things at all on your podcast about how working with couples or relationships and how to how to do this? Yeah. So the business of marriage is really about all things marriage, family, and business. So, like I said, I'm an entrepreneur. My husband is an entrepreneur. Um, we've encountered so much in our marriage. And so um, we wanted to share some of the tips kind of like this about planning and, you know, date nights and different things like that. But we definitely touch this part of planning um, because very much so one of my great friends tells me that marriage is one of the largest business acquisitions that you will ever, <laughs> ever encounter. And it's true. Um, marriage is just not about love, but it's about strategy. It's about finances. Mm. It's about a lot of different things. And planning and being strategic is one of them. And so, yep, we, we talk about it all. It's coming out in March. Um, and we're, we're super excited, though. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited that there's going to be another resource for folks to hear you and to hear Uh Sam continue to talk about these things, because what I love about what you do, and even if people are interested in some of these other pieces, please follow Tova on Instagram, and all of that will be in the description of this podcast, because Tova always breaks down things and gets really practical about how you start. Um, And so that's one of the things I've really appreciated about our conversation today Mm -hmm. is that you've said, like, start with the one thing you have in common, start with like that one thing that makes sense that you can like build off of Mm -hmm. and then give yourself time. Yeah. Right. Because we're not going to nail it right away. And no, and no, and Mary, I'm so, I'm so transparent right now. It literally took us like three to four years to really get our strategic planning in motion. Like we would sit down and do it, but we wouldn't follow it. It'll kind of be like a budget where we're like, okay, we have it, but I'm not going to use it. And like, it Mm. just, it took some time. So give yourself Mm -hmm. grace, give yourself time. And you have like your whole life almost. And that's, and that's what I tell people like, you some you know some people say tomorrow isn't promised I go with the intention like if my purpose is not fulfilled I have tomorrow because I have Mm. to do what God put me on this earth to do so don't feel like you have to do everything today you have tomorrow you have the next day and the next day Mm -hmm. and as long as you're working toward those goals you'll be fine and you'll begin to find your pace you'll begin to see your pace of perseverance so yeah Yes. Yes. It's like, I mean, don't, it's what I hear you saying is that you can don't waste today 
but also plan for tomorrow, yeah. right? It's like yeah. today matters in making sure that you are able to do tomorrow even better. And don't let today wear you out that you can't even think about tomorrow or that you're mm-hmm. like, I got to cram everything in today and that tomorrow is like, hey, what about me? I got some time over here. You know, I got 24 hours yeah. of me over here. <laughs> like, it's okay. Break those goals down into bite-sized pieces, manageable pieces, your top three priorities. Break those down mm-hmm. and, and work those for the day. What are my priorities for today? And even the Bible talks about let today take care of itself. Like, let today do what today is supposed to do. So, yeah. Mm. That's a good, that's a good word to end on. Mm-hmm. Let today uh, take care of itself. Yeah. Just focus, focus on the first thing in front of you. Yeah. And I think that that, um, it's such a good, a good reminder as we think for this, for this year, for 2021, right? We can look behind us at this past year and be overwhelmed. We can look in front of us and say, oh my goodness, there's so many loose ends. There's so many things left undone or, you know, side effects that are still carrying with us from last year. And really just to say like, you have today and you have your goals, like, one step at a time and you'll get there and you'll get there in a way that allows you to keep going. Right. So that's, that's what we want to do. We want to get to the end and be like, I still have more and keep going. Right. Keep going. So Tova, thank you so much for joining me uh, today. It was such an honor to have you and for you to share all of your hard earned wisdom (laughs) from years of practicing, (laughs) practicing all of this and, Uh, We just so appreciate you sharing that wisdom and we'll be sure to tag you and have uh, links to your podcast and all of the different things. If you want to get in touch with Tova, please follow those links um, in the description and continue to listen to Engaging Gray podcast. Mm -hmm.